Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Were you going to say happy birthday? No. It's not like you're going to say happy, happy birthday. Happy Friday. It's nobody's birthday. Not yet, at least. It's somebody's birthday. Welcome to <laughs> the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the Japanese Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, especially on Spotify. Mm. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. It's me. It's a girl. It's DJ Mackie P. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and Sean pause. We got Bubble Tortellini Shane <laughs> Oh. Bubble, Bubble Shane will make an appearance today. Bubble Shane will? Won't? He will. He will? Also, okay, happy good. birthday, uh, Mozart. Oh, it was somebody's it's birthday. Mozart's birthday. You were right. Um, thank you guys for waiting. Oh my God, sorry <laughs> for the delay. You can all blame Brandon Spano, our CEO. <laughs> if you go ahead and tweet him and uh, make sure he knows that he made us late. I'm sure he'd love to see it all over Twitter. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Sean, it's Friday. We finally made it to the week and, and it's been a crazy week. It has been. There's actually been a decent amount and, and not all of it's been negative for the first time no. in a while. It's, it's nice. We actually get some positive stuff to talk about. Are we actually on a little bit of an upswing? A, a little bit. A although one? I guess two of the teams, three of the teams... Four of the teams that we're talking about all lost the most recent game that they've played. Okay, so, so maybe not. But, but it's still, it's generally good stuff. So I'll, we'll take it as we'll a We'll take it. Um, it's Mama Chris's birthday weekend. This is major um, breaking oh news. Gosh. Happy birthday weekend, Mama Chris. Happy birthday Chris. week. You, um, happy birthday month. You deserve the whole month, Chris. You do deserve the whole month. Um, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, the best way I can recommend celebrating mm. is by going to Four Peaks and cracking open a cold one. Yes. Um, <laughs> Celebrate every birthday like it's your 21st. So, oh, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't remember my <laughs> 21st birthday. <laughs> um, and I would like to remember my birthdays. What was my 21st birthday? Mine was in Nashville with my mom and it was electric, but I don't remember any oh, of mine it. Mine was in Buffalo, New York, <laughs> Chippewa Street. Um, but if you want to crack a cold one, you got to do it with Four Peaks, either at their brewery in Tempe on 8th Street or at home because you can get Four Peaks wherever you get your groceries. Mm -hmm. And they just came out with two new beers, the Recreational Juice Dank IPA, as well as the Super Juicy IPA. And I have had both. Ooh. I can confirm that they are both in. Incredible. And you're an IPA lady, aren't you? I am. I'm a huge IPA girl. I'm from the microbrewery capital of the world, which is mm. the state of Colorado. And I love IPAs. And these are top, top, top notch. My palate is very refined. So tell oh. me when I, like, believe me when I tell you that these are some good IPAs. <laughs> My um, palate is very refined. Trust me. 
<laughs> but it's also hmm. almost Super Bowl and uh, beer and Super Bowl kind of like besties, you know, hand in hand. They go well together. So with the Super Bowl around the corner, you can enjoy a nice cold Four Peaks beverage during the beer- big game. Like I said, they're available wherever you get your groceries. Also want to give a big shout out to Burrito Express. Nice. They hooked us up this week and mm. brought in some burritos for the office. And oh, my Lord, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> And you still have time to enter out the PHNX Sun Devils Burrito Express giveaway. Yes. Tweet at PHNX underscore Sun Devils at Burrito EXP, your favorite Arizona athlete and your favorite burrito flavor. You have a chance to win a $25 gift card. Who doesn't want free burritos? Right. Are you kidding me? $25 worth of burritos? Ugh. That's the good stuff. And and the sauce is so good, you'll steal it, apparently. <laughs> Somebody. We still did not Someone get to the bottom of the salsa. Someone is convinced that I'm the one that stole all the salsa, but I swear on everything that is holy, I did not and steal any for, of the salsa. I actually believe you. Like I've said, I, I, I actually I? believe you. So. Oh, thanks, guys. I think, I think it's somebody else. Vindicated. Also, if you go to Burrito Express and you buy a $25 gift card, you get a free burrito. Did you know that? Wow, I did not know yeah. that. So lots of free burritos are happening. All, um, all right, let's get in to our temperature check. We need to go to the doctor and get a little checkup, uh, Sean, because... Open wide and say, uh, uh, thank God it gets you. Yeah, we need to check up on many things happening in here. Some sports. Yeah. Um, we're all over the place. We're hot, we're cold, we have a fever, and Ooh, then we got a chill. It's... Um, <laughs> It's interesting. Like we said at the beginning of the show, minor upswing, maybe not. So yeah, let's break it down. How you take it. Um, I think we need to start with Sean Payton because yeah. obviously um, Mr. Payton was in the Valley yesterday. He was interviewing with the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't know about you, Sean, but I feel like a overwhelming sense of relief that he actually made it to Arizona and an actual interview took place. Oh, same. Because <laughs> I, I have said before, I had a feeling that Everything was going to kind of fall through, and they were just going to end up with Vance Joseph. And for a minute there, did was not. It didn't seem all that certain that Sean Payton was even going to. They were even going to get an interview done at yeah. any point. Um, but they did, and I think you, if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to be at least lately optimistic. Yeah. Right. Because even if even if he doesn't get hired, I think it's big for a franchise that is in a lot of ways been a little bit of a joke especially over the last year to show that they are are at least trying to do the right thing and making like some kind of respectable decisions um so like i said even if he doesn't end up getting the job i think it's a good sign that he at least was in the building yeah um adam damari in the comments asking does anyone know if he is still in the valley my guess is that he's not he doesn't really have a lot of reason to stay here um he lives in la full-time which is conveniently just like an hour and a half flight maybe less Mm -hmm. depending on the wind speed away um (laughs) (laughs) so i was gonna i was gonna make fun of you but your your brother is a pilot right yeah you know what you're talking about um, so I don't believe that he's still here, but he did spend a lot of time here. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, he spent at least roughly seven hours at the practice facility in Tempe with Michael Bidwell and Monty Austin for, and whoever else they deemed worthy of being at that meeting. <laughs> um, the media was all over this, um, and kind of creepily in my opinion, <laughs> I felt like there was some mild stalking going it was, on. It was um, very paparazzi-ish. But it was very paparazzi-ish. Cam Cox and many other media members were just camped outside of the facility all day waiting for this. And they caught the moment that Sean Payton and Michael Bidwell exited the facility. They got in the same car. Um, I'm assuming Bidwell was either going to drop him off at the airport or at whatever accommodations he was staying at. This is obviously after the seven hour meeting that they had. Um, Payton was there from 9 a.m. to like almost 4 p.m. 
which is a really long time to be mm -hmm. in an interview, in my opinion. I obviously don't have any experience being a head coach, <laughs> but I feel like that's a long time. Oh, as somebody who has been the head coach in the NFL, it, it's, it is a pretty long interview, I can, can confirm. Um, and I'm trying not to get too excited about it. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but I feel like I want to read into this and yeah. take it as a positive sign that this was so long and of an ordeal. Yeah. First off, I'm just surprised that Bidwell drives his own car. <laughs> to be honest, like that was what I took away from this. I was I'm like, surprised oh, he wasn't in a helicopter. That's like, a, I feel like he kind of got like. What kind of car is that though? It looks like it's is from it a Tesla, Tron, or I something. I think it's a Lucid. Oh, I'm pretty sure okay. it's a rich person's car. But I'm still surprised that he is driving his own car. And I'm also yeah. surprised it's not like a, I don't know, Ferrari or something crazy. Um, kind of disappointed he didn't break out the helicopter. Not yeah. gonna lie. But I mean, I, yeah, I, like you were saying, it's definitely encouraging he was there that long. It's 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 kind of like a first date, right? Like you you go out with somebody and. If it's not good, you know, you're, you're just get out of there. You quick. get out like, of there. Listen, but if I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, keep, I'll see you later. <laughs> you keep finding different things to do to kind of extend the date and, and, and spend time with someone that you're clearly vibing with. So hopefully that was the case here. Hopefully this was a, a sign that they were clearly having good conversations and uh, good enough that they, that, that they kept feeling the need to keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. Michaela, hold on. Oh, no. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to the bathroom and they just left? Gone to the bathroom during a date and just left. Mm -hmm. oh. I plead the fifth. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I trust that the guy deserved it, but damn. Listen, when you know, you know, right? Like, there's there's graceful ways to exit a situation. And I would the argue that method is a tried and trusty method. I would argue. Well, I mean, graceful for you, maybe. <laughs> graceful for the other party. Damn. I, I can never. I don't. Well, I'm not, I haven't been on that bad of a date, but I don't know if I have that in me to. Dip on so I would definitely I think I would go surprised. like the, the fake phone call route or something like that. Oh, like, I've definitely done that. Yeah, like I don't know if yeah. I could just up and leave somebody like that. Yes, absolutely. Especially, then, especially as a guy, because then I'm gonna be leaving her with the bill, and it's just yeah, it's definitely more acceptable for girls to do it than yeah. it is for guys. Um, but yes, I am relieved that he was here, and an interview did take place. Like you were saying before, like there was a lot of doubt even happening if it would yeah. happen. The rumor will the rumor mill has been working twenty four seven overtime on this, like. At first, it was confirmed he's definitely going to the Broncos. And I was like, no, he's definitely going back to Fox. And it's like, okay, can we just like take a breath? Like, I don't Maybe think anyone knows for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm glad that it did happen and that um, Michael Bidwell is doing what he said he would do when he had that press conference after they fired mm -hmm. Cliff Kingsbury is that they were going to cast a wide net. They were going to do their due diligence and they were going to do everything in their power to make sure the next person that takes over is the right person. Um, I still am in the boat that Sean Payton is hands down, bar none, the best person to yeah. take over for this job. Um, and so I'm glad that he was here and that they got the interview done. Um, I do have to ask, though, do you think it's concerning at all that he left without the job? Because some people were expecting the announcement at any time yesterday that like it was a done deal and that he was going to be the next head coach of the Cardinals. No, I mean, I still think you have to do your due diligence and have co those conversations without Sean Payton in the room, like afterwards, yeah. uh, your thoughts. I mean, especially with a new GM, just kind of making sure that you're both on the same page about that. Plus, they still have not interviewed D'Amico Ryans. And, and going back to what I was kind of talking about earlier with this team actually making like respectful or respectable decisions and stuff like that. It, it, this is a sign to me that they're still doing their due diligence. They want to make sure that they gain interviews with everybody before they make this decision. Um, because, I mean, last thing you want to happen is you make this decision now and you come to find out that D'Amico Ryans, wherever he ends up, is the next great head coach and you didn't even give him an interview. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I, 
I don't have a problem with it at all. It would have been awesome if he got the job. Like I wouldn't have wouldn't been have been upset it? about it. You would have been mad. Uh, no, no, I would not okay. have been mad. But <laughs> I, I am not at all. I'm not mad that he doesn't have it. Yeah, yet. I'm. I completely agree. Like I don't think it's concerning or people should be like freaking out that he didn't get a job offer right then and there because. Aside from also wanting to do their due diligence, there's also the extra layer of like, this isn't like a normal head coach yeah, candidate. Yeah. Like there's still a trade that needs to take place that needs to be agreed upon between the Saints and the Cardinals. Um, and who knows how much negotiating that's going to take. I also think that it would not be in the Cardinals' best interest to trade that number three overall pick. Um, and the Cardinals still have some pieces to move around potentially in order to get maybe a first round pick that's like lower in the draft, maybe in like the 20s. Um, so I don't think that it's a bad thing at all. And I think yeah. there's so many complexities to this, to getting Sean Payton to actually come here that like, it was going to take more than the very long seven hours. Granted, they were long seven hours, but it was going to take longer than the seven hours to get him here. Because yeah. again, he's not just a normal head coach candidate. Like there still has to be the complexity of dealing with the Saints to get yeah. him here. Yeah, and I mean, Chris makes a good point that both parties need the review period because Sean Payton also has a massive decision to make too. There's a reason he stepped away from coaching. He has a very comfy job. He gets to live in LA, make a lot of money being on TV. Yeah, so it's a big decision for him too. So I'm sure he's not. It's not a decision that he's trying to rush into either. So yeah, it, it, it's no reason to be alarmed. Maybe if, if the interview was like an hour, two hours, and he didn't like, okay, then maybe a little more reason to be concerned. Yeah, for but sure. with an interview that long, I don't, I, I don't think you can be concerned quite yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thunder in the comments saying Saints would have to get reasonable with their end of the deal too. I definitely agree because if the Saints are asking for the third overall pick, I think that's a no. Yeah. Um, as much as I want Sean Payton here, and trust me, I really want him here because I think he is the guy that can get this ship turned in the right direction. I'm not willing to sacrifice that yeah. third overall pick for it. But a lot of this has to do with leverage. And there was something that yeah. came out yesterday that kind of, in my opinion, has to do with leverage as well. Um, a member of the media tweeted out that Sean Payton was, um, what was it? It was not happy. Uh, yeah. He was concerned by the ownership uh, group in charge of the Broncos, just because obviously Payton has interviewed with the Broncos once. Um, there was a second interview scheduled, but then it got delayed. And the reasoning behind it getting delayed are all kind of fuzzy. So um, this media member was just trying to, I guess, maybe provide some context as to what the issue with the Broncos might be. Mm -hmm. Um, and he came up with the concept that potentially there is some, uh, not ideal factors surrounding the ownership group and the potential power struggle that would ensue. Um, and maybe like not even 20 minutes after this interview had wrapped up and yeah. we saw Sean Payton, uh, exiting with Michael Bidwell, did he tweet, Zero truth to this. We had a great visit and at Broncos ownership was fantastic. Um, it kind of rubbed Cardinals fans the wrong way because like, why are you tweeting about the Broncos yeah. immediately after you just wrapped an interview with the Cardinals? Um, I get Sean Payton maybe wanted to clear the air and to make sure that like the Broncos were aware that like this, there's no truth to this. Um, or if there was truth to this, maybe he's trying to save face because the leverage in this situation is super important. And yeah. if, you know, anyone outside of the Saints organization knows that, like, maybe Sean Payton isn't as desirable as all of these other organizations think he is and, like, he doesn't have as many options, then obviously the demand is going to go down. Like, yeah, if no one's competing for him as a head coach, then, like, why would anyone sacrifice the third overall pick for him? Because it's not going to take that much to get him here, you know? Yeah. So I think maybe some of it was, like, saving a little bit of face to try to, like, make sure that, like, 
A, the Broncos weren't alarmed by like whatever's going on with Sean Payton in his delayed second interview. And then B, to like also maybe keep up the interest and, you know, make sure that like there are as many teams as possible are interested in getting Sean Payton there so that the competition and the demand is like through the roof, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about it a little bit before the show. Just is I definitely could see a, a scenario in which his agent like, you know, he's in this 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 interview for seven hours, probably not spending a whole lot of time on his phone. Gets out, his agent's probably like, hey, we got some, a li- I, I don't want to say damage control. That sounds a little bit dramatic, but, you yeah. know, a small fire to put out. Um, because, yeah, like you said, if, if, if that tweet also mentioned the fact that, you know, the, the Panthers' job was gone and the Broncos' job, which was the other big one um, for him, was, was apparently didn't look well. So what, are, what is the only other option? The Texans, who... Uh, I mean, if you're in the Cardinals, you have to be thinking that your job is way better. Yeah. Like, uh, Sean Payton certainly loses a lot of leverage in that situation. So um, it can. And also, like, even if that's not what it is, I'm, I don't think it, it doesn't benefit Sean Payton at all to have these these rumors out here that he has a problem with another team's ownership. Like, I don't, I don't think that helps him. It doesn't no. help the NFL. It doesn't help the Broncos. Like, it doesn't really help anybody. Um, so it, it, it could have just been that, too. Um, but I, I'm... Yeah, I'm not concerned about it at yeah. all. Uh, quickly wrapping up this convo about the cards. So obviously yesterday we learned that Dan Quinn is for sure going back mm-hmm. to Dallas. Um, Frank Reich was hired as the next head coach of the Panthers. The first domino has definitely fallen. I guess you could technically say two if you count Dan Quinn yeah. officially going back to Dallas. Um, there's only four openings left total in the NFL. Arizona, obviously. Denver, Houston, and Indy are the other three mm-hmm. um, teams that still need a head coach. And if you look at the candidates that we have left specifically for Arizona, um, they've interviewed Vance Joseph, Brian Flores, D'Amico Ryans is still potentially on the table, although he has delayed his interview until after the 49ers are no longer in um, the playoffs. And then um, Jairo Evero. So out of those candidates left and considering that there's not a lot of openings and not a lot of candidates that I think fit this, I hope that we get an answer soon about mm-hmm. Sean Payton, because if not, I really want the Cardinals to go all in on getting D'Amico Ryans here. Yeah, uh, no, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, because I think out of the ones that we have left, I think D'Amico Ryans is the best option on the table. Um, and then after that, uh, probably Flores, and yeah. then <laughs> Vince yeah. Joseph is a last resort. <laughs> yeah, and you're in kind of a situation, an interesting situation now, because now that, that that first domino has fallen, Especially with Demi- the D'Amico Ryan situation, where it seems like it might not be there might not be an interview until after the 49ers are are, are done with the season, whether it's this weekend or three weekends from now. Yeah, um, that's a long time to wait. Yeah, exactly. You're you're kind of playing a game of chicken. Do you want to wait for that D'Amico Ryan's interview and then have Sean Payton stolen from you essentially, and then D'Amico Ryan go somewhere else, and now you're kind of caught with your pants down? So it's 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 definitely a, a tricky situation for ownership and and Monty. Um, but I, I am with you. I'm all the way. If it's not Sean Payton, I'm all the way on D'Amico Ryans. I, I've I, I've expressed my discontent, I suppose, with Brian Flores and Vance Joseph. Yeah, me too. Um, I, 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 I think if it's not Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryans is the clear, the clear best can't. Co- head coach candidate uh, for any team, but especially the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you, Sean, but yesterday I was watching the DraftKings Sportsbook app like a hawk Yeah. Uh, while the Sean Payton thing was going down because his odds to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals went from plus 1,000 to plus 350 mm. in like the course of like an hour. <laughs> um, and it was crazy to watch happen, but 
There are so many things that you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, including the NFL, player props, uh, team props, all that fun stuff. And considering that the conference championship games are this weekend, there's really no better time to get in on the action at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure that you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX when you sign up. They have so many great things happening on the app right now, including stepped-up same-game parlays. Um, like I mentioned, some fun props that are happening. you got to get, especially have to get on before Super Bowl props come yeah. out because those are so fun to bet on. I love betting on the color of the Gatorade. Ooh. Um, how long the anthem goes over yes, under on yep. anthem time. Um, so fun. I'm a huge fan of the number of the first touchdown score. Oh, okay. I, I think you go. By far my favorite that I won last year is who does the NFL or the, the Super Bowl MVP think, think first? first? Is yeah, it like religion, God, family, family, or his teammates? Yeah. Oh, and, and that's they, a good one. And I bet on religion because I was like, it's going to be Cooper Cup. Yeah. yeah. And it was. Yep, yep. I will say Chris Stapleton is singing the anthem um, this year and he can sing. Yeah, I, listen, um, not a country guy, but Tennessee, his Tennessee whiskey. Mm. Yeah, mm. and I, he loves to do those runs. So I would take, definitely take the over on whatever they set the anthem time at yeah. because Chris Hamilton is going to milk it, it and he's going to do it she's justice. A, yeah, and she's, she knows her country music. Uh, <laughs> um, but if you want to get in on all this fun action, especially for the conference championship weekend, download the Jackie Sportsbook app. Now, there are only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, but don't forget, use promo code PHNX when you sign up. Hey, Mac. Yeah. It's Bubble Shane. <gasps> Bubble Shane! The good witch? No, he's back. Um, Quick update on yeah. the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Oh. Sean Payton. Oh. Plus 140. Oh. For Cardinals? Yeah, he was plus 150 this morning, went down to plus 140. Wow. Favorite is Flores at minus 125. Wow. wow. Still Flores. Um, okay. Hey, I was, odds makers know what they're doing. They don't move for no reason. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Bye -bye, It'll be interesting to see what happens. That's for sure. Oh, Sean, we got to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Um, oh, I was way more excited about talking about the Phoenix Suns 24 hours ago. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, so everything appeared to be going well for the Suns yeah. up until last night. Everything was won... going well for the Suns up until last night. <laughs> they had won four straight. Um, they were looking for their fifth win over the Mavs. And it was actually looking pretty well. Um, unfortunately, you never want to see a player go down with injury. And Luca went down in the first quarter with a weird ankle, something or other. Yeah, he stepped in somebody's shoes. Um, and he did not come back. Yep. So they were playing the Dallas Mavs without Luca for the entire game. And the first half was pretty good. It was pretty competitive. The Suns were right in there. Um, and then, DA, it was DA's first game back. Yep. He was popping off. He yep. had nine rebounds nine in the first, in the first quarter. quarter. I thought he was going to go like absolutely nuclear. nuclear. Yeah. But instead, Spencer Dinwiddie turned into Michael Jordan and yeah, went crazy on the sun. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie absolutely turned into Michael Jordan last night. It was kind of crazy to see. Um, no one could figure out how to guard him, which was very <laughs> disappointing. Um, but the wheels kind of started to fall off the yeah. wagon after the Suns came out at halftime. Um, DA went, ended up going six for 20. And uh, he missed that huge rebound at the end of the game that could have really helped the Suns tie it up. Uh, yeah. It was not great. It was not great. Um, it wasn't horrible. Just not great. No. Um, despite the Suns' loss to the Mavs, do you still have faith that they can keep themselves in it long enough to get some of their pieces back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw just kind of the the injection of life they got just from Cam coming back. I mean, once you get D-Book back and obviously you have DA back, Chris Paul is healthy right now. Like, if this team is full strength... And I know we're going to talk about it in a second. They are able to to get some trade moves done at the trade deadline. Um, 
This team is is very legit. And honestly, like if they if they don't if they can if you told me right now that they will not have to play the Mavericks during the playoffs, <laughs> I have I I think this team could make another deep run. The problem is that it it literally doesn't. You could put me, Shane, and Totri in Mavs jerseys, and we turn into three of the greatest players of all time playing against the Suns. Like the, it's just that team just has the number. Uh, I, I know they talked about it a little bit on the Suns post game show last night. The Suns are not and uh, the Suns are not the kind of team that beats the Mavs. They're not physical enough yeah. to beat the Mavs, stuff like that. So as long as they don't have to play them, this is a, this is still a a I think a threat to win an NBA championship. Yeah. Um or at least make a deep run in the playoffs. But they have to play the the Mavs, which is who they are are kind of competing with for in spots. And if they end up yeah. in that like four or five situation. It's a little scary for sure. I don't know. Scared. I don't know what it is about the Dallas Mavs, but can we just for the love of God figure out how to beat them like convincingly? <laughs> It makes me so mad every time we play the Mavs. I right. freaking hate it. And, and the crazy thing about the Mavs is, even when they're not playing the Suns, the whole narrative about them is, oh, Luca has no help. Yeah, like uh, Luca's doing everything, and then they come to the, they yeah. they play the Suns. Luca gets hurt in the first quarter, and then, like I said, Spencer Dinwiddie turns into the greatest basketball player Spencer in the Dinwiddie history was of man. Like, and I took that personally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So it was definitely a bummer to watch them lose to the Mavs last night. But I'm also not ready to count them out. No. I still think that they can show up and show out when they when it comes to what is it when push comes to shove. Yes, yeah. When push comes to shove, <laughs> I think that it's gonna be okay. Um. Will you scrub a little bit on the comments for me, Shane? Um. You guys have sounded off on some of this stuff. Um. <laughs> Albert Godlesky saying he was at the <laughs> game. It was brutal. Ooh, I am so sorry about that. Um, a lot of anti Aiton people in the comments. Checkered Life saying trade Aiton. Um, Jan Paul Edward Dios saying the Dios. De Dios. Is this whatever? Aiton is something else. <laughs> oh, you're gonna start calling me Sean Paz? Oh Come God. on now. Oh Come on God. now. Don't don't do that. Matt just said I don't care about your name. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm ready to kick him out of the triplets, but it is definitely frustrating to not see him produce at the level that you would hope he would be producing at. Again, he did just come back from some sickness issues. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just messy. It was messy, messy, messy. Um, and it's not something that you really want to see from the Suns at this point, but you also have to be realistic about where this team is at and with what they are facing. It's a very much an uphill battle. It has not been easy for the Suns at all this year. Um, <laughs> I love uh, John Paul Edward Adios's comment. Jay Kidd's going to be a player coach and get a triple double. It seems that way. It seems like you can put an, an old man in that jersey and he'll still ball. Yeah, Chris uh, making a good point saying the NBA in general is a mess yeah. this year. Totally agree. It will be down to the wire for yeah. the playoff picture. It's like impossible to try to predict what's going to happen this season exactly. because there's the the window's wide open. Like yeah. we have no freaking clue what's going to happen this year because there's so much parody this year which you actually kind of love to see yeah that's why even um, when things weren't going well i was still like the, the west is you get past the top three in the west and it's so wide open yeah. i think there was like one where there was like four points separating the four and ten seed like it was it yeah, was something ridiculous crazy. like that um but so one thing we yeah, do have to talk open. about though that's actually really yep. exciting and something that is going in their favor it is official that Matt Ishbia will be able to take over this team before the trade deadline. It's going to be tight. It's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be some crazy deadlines happening. Um, maybe some all-nighters pulled, but it will happen. And I cannot tell you, Sean, how relieved I am that the old owner is out of the way and Ishbia will, in fact, have control over the trades before the trade deadline because I was really getting started, starting to get nervous 
Um, and I would not have put it past Sarver in the slightest to kind of screw this team over on his way yeah. out. Um, and I am just so glad that that is one less barrier that we have to worry about because I think the Suns, fingers crossed, are really going to make us happy this time around at the trade deadline and do something big that will help this team um, in the playoffs. Yeah. Call me crazy, but I have a good feeling about it. And I think Matt Ishbia is going to want to show his commitment to this team and doing whatever it takes to win. And he has a perfect opportunity to do it now by being in control of this team before the trade deadline. Yeah, no, definitely exciting, positive news. It'll be interesting to see once he does take over how fast things happen because the whole concern has been Sarver signing off on trades, but there's nothing stopping James Jones and this organization from working on trades up until that point. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they have something kind of like locked and loaded for when HBO does officially take control. Um, but I mean, yeah, this was, I, I think everyone's, everyone had clinched up a little bit. They got a, a little nervous once they, once the reports came out that Sarver could be a little bit of an interference. Um, yeah. And like Charles says, it's nice to finally see the light at the end of that, that Sarver tunnel. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this is, you know, it, it was it was it was getting a little dark there in Suns Nation for a little bit. But hopefully we're, we're starting to move back in the right direction. And hopefully, you know, uh, this is something that Lindsay has talked about before. It's kind of the, the bad karma of the Sarver situation, yeah. which I mean, I'm not like a huge karma person. But oh, I am. If, if it does exist, the bad karma of the Sarver situation, hopefully it, it swings back in the other direction once Ishbia takes over and uh, it can it can give the Suns that, that push that they've been missing the last two yeah, years. Yeah, obviously one other chapter that we need to close is the Drake Crowder chapter. Yes. Um, you kind of mentioned how the Suns struggle physically against the Mavs. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I kind of thought was interesting is last night in the post-game press conference, someone asked Chris Paul about Jay Crowder, and Chris Paul was like, I miss Jay Crowder. Um, I miss having him out on the court. And I think the physicality that Jay Crowder can provide, especially in the paint and in kind of those critical situations when you need someone that you can rely on to be physical, I think that showed last night. Yeah. And it kind of just... Makes me a little sad because it makes me wonder, like, what if, like, what if we could have, um, you know, made things with Jay, like, smooth things over and had him contribute this season, um, if it would have made any difference in last night's game or in any of the games so far this season. Obviously, you know, we can play the what if game until we're blue yeah. in the face. But, you know, hearing Chris Paul say that and then kind of seeing how they stacked up against the Mavs physically, it kind of just made me wonder, like, hmm. Like, huh. Yeah. Could yeah. we have really used Jay? Like, yeah. it kind of seems I mean, like it. I think that's one thing that kind of got, I mean, obviously the Jay thing has been a big story all year, but I mean, in general, Jay and honestly, JaVale McGee, like losing two guys that were, that were big energy kind of like vibe guys on that team. Um, it, 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 that's not an easy thing for a team to just recover from, especially when you have all the stuff that happened on over the offseason leading up to the season with DA and Monty. There was just a lot of like kind of just a, Bad vibes, a Bad loss vibes. of good vibes. Like all, vibes. It, it was it was tough. So, you know, it, it made it take took them a little while to I think kind of get back to where they are. But once they're healthy, once Ishbia is here, um, I, I think it is it is full steam ahead, brighter days for the, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, K R. Gordon. Gordon in the comments saying, what's the take on the Peyton here all day with Bidwell? Click the timestamps. Rewind it, baby. Check it out. Rewind it. We talked about this at length, um, and I think top. you'll like what we have to say. So click the timestamps, rewind. You will see what we had to say, and then catch back up with us and watch us live. Um, but yeah, hopefully everything is back on track for the Suns, and we can kind of take a deep breath after this trade deadline, and things will be back to where we want them to yeah. be. Unfortunately, I cannot say the same thing about ASU basketball. <laughs> um, Shooter. Shooter. Boo. They lost their third straight game last night in a heartbreaking OT loss to the Washington Huskies. And I 
don't want to bag on them too much because I am a notoriously um, noted non-believer in Sun Devil Athletics because every time they get my hopes up, they just crush it. And I've been kind of not wanting to get my hopes up. (laughs) But coming into last night's matchup, they were obviously the better team on paper. um, And it just did not translate onto the court. I will give them props for fighting their way back into it, especially late, and then forcing the game to go into overtime. Austin Nunez, electric factory. Like, he's got that he's dog, dog in him for sure. He's a dog. He's a dog. But yeah. I just don't have any he's faith. He's the only dog. Yeah. I just don't have any faith. I'm kind of checked out, Sean, to be honest. I, I mean, I'll fucking pump the brakes. Checked out. They've lost three games. They're still top five in the conference. Like, it's not... They're not dead yet. Like, it's not over. You don't think uh, it's over? No. 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 They, they lost three games in a row. Sure. Two of those games were against two team, two very good teams. One of them specifically was UCLA who is one of the best teams in the country. Yes. Um, it, listen, it, it, it's they have won a lot of games up to this point. Obviously, you're not trying to lose three games in a row, but they have they have won enough to give themselves that little bit of cushion. After this, they're playing teams that they should beat. Washington is all going up to the PNW, playing that zone is always d- tough for there teams. There was no fans in the stands. Yeah, no, but it's not. It's not necessarily about the atmosphere. It's more just it, it, weird things happen in Seattle. Like weird things happen in Washington. <laughs> it, it was it was nine p.m. in Arizona, ten there. No, we Listen. we had this conversation. Or, or other way around. Yeah, Set, we are very there. dumb. Yeah. Listen, but it, it, I, that's not the problem. The problem is the energy. They, yeah. they they can't come out flat as a team that is that that is supposed to be as good as they're supposed there to. be. There right has yeah. always been something that has separated ASU from competing at an elite level. Whether it's the intangibles, I mean, whether the talent, it's, whether like, it's <laughs> dumbass mistakes that happen, whether I don't like there's always, always been a barrier to ASU competing at an elite level. And I know you guys are looking at me like I'm insane, but what do they have to show? for? No, I mean, the past? No, 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 you're not definitely not insane. They haven't competed at an elite level. This is not this is not UCLA or Arizona. They don't have that kind of talent. That's, I don't think anyone's sitting here pretending that they are on those teams levels. It's just frustrating when you have games like last night that they should have won. Like let's be honest, they should have won that game. Yeah. And they didn't. No, I mean they 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 should have. Yeah. Um A this is college basketball. You lose games and I do think there was a little bit of a, a I do think the, the two games prior to that just kind of put this team in a bad space. Hopefully they can get right against Washington State this weekend. Um, they better if they, they don't. Definitely, no, yeah, we are not in a situation opinion. where, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, cons- I'm not, I'm concerned. I'm not at a point yet where I, it's like, uh, like Armageddon, everything is going wrong, run it all down. But if they lose this game to Washington State, it's getting a lot closer. Like yeah. it, you're at now at a point where uh, they were, I think they were, they were pretty firmly in a tournament spot. They've lost three straight games, and now they are, they're clinging on for dear life, if not having to fight their way back into the tournament. Now, um, it. Definitely not an ideal situation, but I, I, I don't think it, everything is going wrong. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen, um, we've seen this team play good basketball before. Yeah. The defense was still there last night. Yeah, um, it was an annoyingly low-scoring game for most of it. Yes, um, I'm not. Kind don't of give, like, but not don't get me wrong. Like, I love this team. This is probably one of my favorite Sun Devil teams that we've had in a really yeah, long it's time. So much fun. Like they're fun to watch at moments. Like the guys <laughs> are moments. really great guys. Like um, I, I love this roster, and I think Bobby's done a really good job of putting this roster together and getting the right pieces here. Yeah. Um, now it's just those intangibles and getting all those pieces to gel and not doing dumb shit. And um, <laughs> Mike Estrada in the comments saying coaching. Um, I was just about to ask you, Sean. 
Um, if they don't make the tournament this year, is this the last time we see Bobby Hurley as the head coach of the Sun Devils? Yeah, it's hard to see a situation in which he they don't make the tournament and he doesn't get fired. I don't know what he would like. I think the only situation once that happens is that they clearly get snubbed from the tournament. Like they should have been in the tournament and yeah. the voters are just like, ah, nah, fuck y'all. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> which is not going to happen. I, I don't think, I, I think that the worst or the, the I think the worst that's going to happen in that regard is that they are a bubble team because they deserve to be a bubble team and then they just fall on the, on the wrong side. Um, yeah, no, I think they need to make the tournament. I think they need to make an impact in the Pac-12 tournament and then at least be in in March, in, in March Madness. Here's yeah. my whole thing, though, is everyone says coaching. And, and while I don't disagree, like, clearly something is wrong, but I wish it was something so clear mm -hmm. and obvious. Yeah. Like, I wish, you know, you could see a problem with the rotations. I wish you could see discourse among the players with Bobby yeah. Hurley. But it's not. The only thing that happens is the same damn thing every year where you start hot and then you just fizzle yeah. out. And, and 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 I know that's probably adjustments and whatever, but it's not something obvious and it's just, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. And I think the frustrating thing about this team too is, you know, they get flack for taking bad shots a lot, which they definitely do, but there's also times where they take good shots and they just don't fall. Like this team is in a lot of ways pretty inept offensively. Um, they don't know how to use their big man. No, also. they don't. But also at times, Warren Warren doesn't know how to use his body. Yeah, use Warren the big also man. doesn't know how to use himself. <laughs> yeah, like, um, so it's it's. I think everyone, honestly, literally everybody on this team, probably with the exception of Austin Nunez, like he he's I think doing just about all he can for yeah. a freshman put in the situation that he can. Um, everybody needs to set up, step up. Even Des had a career high in, in points last night, but still shot well below fifty percent. Like it was not an efficient shooting night. Um, DJ Horn, who was supposed to be your second best scorer on this team, has disappeared for the last few games. It, is yeah. just, it has been he essentially got his, his ro not roster spot, but like it'll be interesting to see if he still has a starting starting spot this weekend because he did not. He played one minute in the second half in overtime. Yeah. Um, Austin Union has got a lot of playing time in favor of him. Um, it it is tough. Everyone needs to step up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to blame Hurley, and definitely some of the blame belongs on Hurley, but. These players also aren't doing getting the job done either. So yeah. um, it's just frustrating because I keep feeling like they like make a couple pro yeah. like progress and then they hit a brick wall and I just want everything to click. Like it feels like some things will click, but not everything's clicking. 100%. I'm like, if we could just get everything to click, this would be amazing. Yeah. But they just can't get everything to click. So and and I mean, like Shane said, it would be it would be better if it was something that you could just be like, all right, that's what's going wrong. But it's not. It seems like every single game. It's something slightly different, and they lose, or or they make games that they should be winning by a lot more closer for like different reasons every single time. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely frustrating. But like I said, we have seen this offense, we've seen this team, and what they are capable of. Like when they blew out Oregon. Yeah. Um. These are two wins that have not aged that well, but wins over Creighton, Michigan, who were both supposed to be good teams at the time. Like we have seen them be a good team, which is why it is so much more frustrating. And I feel like last night was a was a microcosm of that. Yeah. They they were not good, but at the end, you know, they they, they you well they were very good at the beginning. They had a twelve point lead at the very beginning. They went 12 no twelve zero run to start the game. And then I went away for a few minutes. I came back and they were losing by like 10. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave anymore. I had no idea what was going on. And turn then they the came back, back on Mary. Turn, turn it on, the game Mary. On Mary. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then they, they fought back. Austin Nunez hit three of the biggest free throws that he will probably ever hit in his entire life. Yeah. Um, and they gave you hope. They were back. And they're like, there's no way. There is no way they come out flat in overtime after what their freshman and they just did sure for them. Did. And they sure yeah. as hell did. Um, um, yeah. So it's, a it, it's incredibly frustrating. But. 
you got to take some sauce on the fact that you've seen this team be good and you know that they can be. Um, and now they are in a stretch of their schedule where they have a lot of teams that they should be able to beat. So yep. hopefully they can kind of get back on the right track. Fingers crossed. Um, Fingers crossed. Travis Young and AZ Cards Nerd 11. Check out our timestamps in our description. You can go back and catch all of our stuff on the Sean Payton, Michael Bidwell, Brian Flores head coach stuff. Um, underdog Fantasy. Bark, bark. Ow. Oh, rough, rough. Barkity bark, 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 <laughs> bark. Um, underdog fantasy, Sean. Yeah, um, it is. It's electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. boogie. <laughs> Let's go, Mac. Let's fucking go. Let's go. We had a twin moment. I literally love that. That just happened on air. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. We talk about it every week. You know, year-long fantasy did not end well for us. We're more uh, daily fantasy people, and the best place to play daily fantasy is the underdog fantasy app. Um, you can do a couple different things. You can either play, you know, uh, you can do like a, a daily fantasy draft. You get a couple friends together, draft players, um, and win money on that. You can do it on the NFL. You can do it on the NBA. You could draft six players with no positional limits, make some money. Or you can do the pick'em games where you find higher and lowers for your favorite or least favorite players um, and decide whether or not they're going to go higher on low, higher or lower on different totals. It's a great way to make money. It's a very fun way to make money. Um I'm very interested to see what happens in the NFL playoffs. Give me the hire on every single uh, Chiefs receiver's receiving yards because That's the Bengals secondary is cooked, and Eli Apple been talking all this shit, and he's about to get his ass beat uh, by these by Patrick Mahomes and you're reading these receivers. At least I hope so. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm speaking into existence. Thank you. Um, but it's really easy to get started on the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, all you have to do is go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to 100 bones. And in case you didn't know, the exchange rate is 1 to 1. one. So 100 bones equals 100 US dollars. Macaroonies. Um, so bark, bark, Underdog Fantasy, get in it. All right, let's round out this temperature check with my favorite thing to talk about, <gasps> baseball. It's all positive here, baby. It's all positive on this baseball side. baseball season let's is right go. around the corner, and I'm so excited. I can, like, hear the ball popping in the gloves. Like, yeah. I can uh, smell uh, the pine tar. I, I, literally, like, I literally just got chills, Mac. You are speaking my the language. The crisp morning. Oh, oh baby. I cannot wait. Uh, pitchers and catchers report in, like, roughly two and a half-ish weeks, and I am freaking ready for baseball season. Season. Uh, you will never hear me not excited about baseball coming back. But you know what gets me even more excited for baseball season? What's that? When the MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospect list comes out. And there are D-backs players all not over that one, thing. Not one, not two, not three, three but, but four in the top 100. And three of them in the top 15. Oh, my good They're golly. Dogs. Miss Molly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, I'm super excited about this. Listen, like if you haven't gotten on the Diamondbacks train, now is the time. Get on this or get team, run over, baby. This team is about to be so good. They were already like mildly competitive last year. Stick with me. But they're going to be super competitive no, they were, they this were, year. No, there's no stick with me. They were mildly competitive <laughs> well, they didn't last make the year. They didn't make the playoffs last year. But, oh, but they were at least they were closer than they've listen, been in a while. They're on the right track. Like mm -hmm. the amount of talent that debuted last year that's going to be on the roster this year. And then look at this talent in the farm system, you guys. Look at it. Second overall, 11th overall, 15th overall, 59th overall. Like, fire me up. Yeah. I am so excited about this team and the future that this team has. Like, 
I just cannot wait to watch it. Yeah. I think this year is going to be even better than last year was. And that's saying something because last year was pretty dang good. And if they can fix their bullpen and their bullpen can keep their shit together for long enough to not blow any more games, like we're going to be in like some playoff races, you guys. Yeah, like, listen, I feel like Copernicus, he was the one that said the sun was at the center of the solar system, right? And everyone was looking around him <laughs> and be like, you're crazy. This is a heliocentric. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. It is heliocentric. They were saying it's geocentric. Earth is in the middle. Why are we uh, doing a science lesson listen, right now? <laughs> I, let me, let me, let me land. Um, I feel like Copernicus because he was saying that the sun was at the center of the universe, and everyone was looking at him like he was crazy and he was a heretic. Um, and I'm in the same way. I've been on this D-back train. I said last year. I said when the I said when the Cardinals were in the middle of their their run. I said when the Suns were in the playoffs. The whole time I've been like, you know who the next team is to win a ring? It's the Arizona Diamondbacks. And they are keep they keep on trucking in the right direction. While all these teams keep on dealing with all this bullshit and all this turmoil, the D-backs are just staying the course. Chugga chugga choo-chooing along. <laughs> um and, and these young kids are at the center of it. Like it, it is why this yeah. team is so much fun. It is why I fell in love with this team. I was I was lamenting to, to Totri and Emma last night. Lamenting. Been, wow, okay, the source. I feel like I use a lot of big words sometimes. <laughs> they, they just kind of it's just <laughs> what I do. Um, but like I was I was lamenting to them last night. I was like, you know, all of the teams that I care about, I was a little frustrated after the Sun Devils loss. All of the teams I care about suck. They suck. They always let me down. And I grew up a Red Sox fan. And I they Stop were the only team that won. Oh, wait, let me let me finish. They were the only team that won. And then I gave it up to become a D-backs fan. And they don't win. But now is their time. <laughs> They're here. They're the coming for now. you, whether you like it or not. I've been saying, and now the world is going to recognize. You um, better. I, I cannot wait. Corbin Carroll, odds-on favorite right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Listen to win to this. the NL Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll. Do it you now heard it here first. before Corbin Barrow starts burning the MLB alive, burning MLB alive, and the odds become minus odds because he's going to be the best player in baseball, um, maybe the greatest of all time, Mike Trout, who, Babe Ruth, who. Okay, uh, cool. I don't know why I said who after already saying their full name. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> As you can tell, <laughs> I am very juiced for the Arizona Diamondbacks and their young prospects. The PH Next Daily Beds podcast called the correct AL, MVP, or AL Rookie of the Year last year. Well. N they didn't shane did because yeah. i said um you who did i say bobby what i did say bobby what, yeah um called it last year right and corbin let's go corbin <sighs> rookie of the year get in on it yeah absolutely it. love to Pubs? see it um i'm super excited about Shut this freaking baseball season yeah. i think they're on the precipice of greatness i don't necessarily think that this is the year yeah they're not winning a world series ring this year we are knocking on the doorstep and that's not the saying knocking on the door we are on <laughs> we're the knocking doorstep. on the doorstep <laughs> that is no but people make that mistake way too often you're not because door. think about somebody knocking on the doorstep. Well, and it's funny you're just because the ground. Yeah, because last the ground. night Shane was like, "I'm gonna go put a burrito on their door," and we we're like, "Don't you mean doorstep?" <laughs> um, yeah, dollar in the Red Sox jar, Sean. No, Absolutely. but I said, I'm gonna start I, keeping track. Listen, Sh uh, Charles Waddle Pike, you're in charge of taking a tally from this point forward. However many times he says the Bills or the Red Sox or the Sabers, you have to take a tally on the show. Listen, or, or Syracuse. I, or you're Syracuse. gonna have to find a new host then because I'm gonna be on the street begging for money. <laughs> um, but. I, I know I had said previously that I was waiting for the Red Sox D-back series to decide what my fandom was. I am I have I think I'm at the point. I have sworn off the narcotic. I am an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. Nice. The Red Sox, I will root for them when they nice. are when it, as long as it doesn't interfere with the D-backs, but I am an Arizona Diamondbacks. You absolutely fan. love to hear it. Um will you scroll up a little bit for me? Shane Portfavor. 
Bear Down Cats saying if it wasn't for the bullpen, we'd be in a playoff That's hunt. Exactly. Absolutely. They, they would have made the playoffs last year if their bullpen saved I agree. half of Focus the Focus on the bullpen. Blow. Our bats yeah. were enough. I 1,000% agree. I think that's something that I get frustrated about when I talk about the Diamondbacks last season is like they were overlooked, A, because of their record, and mm-hmm. B, because of the fact they didn't really have any big-name talent on their roster. But like the record was what it was because the bullpen blew it, like blew it for them time and time and time and time and time again. And if you remove the factor of the bullpen losses out of it, they are absolutely a playoff team and their bats were enough. But nobody's talking about that because the bullpen shit on everything and ruined it all. Um, So I definitely agree if they can figure that out. They're going to be such a good team. Yeah. Also, Barry Down Cat saying he's juiced for both D-backs and Wildcats baseball. You sound like my kind of person. I'm, a baseball person is the best kind hey, of person. I love baseball, but what y'all know about ASU softball? Oh. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> softball season, baby. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, I know I know. Per, or Sky Harbor was all concerned about um, the, their their airport situation with the, the, uh, the, the, the new Coyotes arena. The yes! Club Farrington is what you got to worry about. Oh my god! Because there are there are flight there are there is a danger to the planes. Club Farrington. All right, uh, with the roll bombs it back in. Um, playoffs would be nice first. Yes, yes. definitely don't want to put the cart before the horse. It obviously would be great. But um, but shout we- out Charles for the ten dollars super chat. Oh, is that real? That. Yeah, he <gasps> said he's going to cover my Charles! first few. What do you mean is it real? He's going to cover my first few fines. Um, from the Red Sox, Bills, Buffalo, Syracuse finds. Wow. Um, I appreciate that. Wow, Charles. Uh, I'm going to try really hard not to say any more. True friend of the program. For my sanity, let's hope he knocks it off because I'm going to strangle him every time he talks about it. Okay. Shout out Bills legend Von Miller. Pedro saying bullpen was responsible for about 20 games we lost last season. I think it was actually more than that. Um, If I remember correctly, it was like in the 30s. I think three guys were responsible for like 20 games or something crazy. Like I think like Melanson and two other guys, I can't remember who. Or responsible for like blowing twenty games. Literally, if the bullpen had had saved was just average, league average, they would have made the playoffs last year. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it's a clear hole because it's not like prospects of the hole. You, you, you clearly have some great young players. Um, listen, man, I think this team can make the playoffs this year. I'm not. They're not yeah. going to win the division because they the, have the potential but for sure. They're a wild if card you're not game. on the D backs train, if you've checked out for the past Chuck, like. Chuck. 10 to <sighs> five to ten years, listen, I don't blame you. I also yeah, would have no. checked out too, but. Now is the time to check back in, check into the D-backs hotel, ring the bell in the lobby, get the doorman to get your bags inside. I'll come out. Like, I was a bellman. I'll come out with my little hat, which I didn't wear. Get all but. the way in and checked into this team because I'm telling you it's going to be an electric factory. You are not going to want to miss the rise of this greatness. I think Chris had a comment earlier in the show saying that, like, they're also just, like, great young people to, like, yeah. associate your team with. Like, they have so much potential, like, talent-wise, but also just, like, humanity-wise. Yeah. Like, they're just great human beings, and it's, like, impossible not to cheer for them or their success, and which even, I like, definitely agree. There's a bunch of lovable new guys, too. Like, we talk about the young guys, too. Uh, someone had mentioned it earlier in the chat. Gabby Moreno technically is not a prospect anymore, um, so that's why he wasn't in- included in this list. But, I mean, um, you got a guy that, that Shano was familiar with uh, from uh, from Seattle. Um Obviously, Gabby and and you got um, Lourdes Guriel, like who yeah. I, I loved as a player in playing in AAA. Uh, Bison's, I'm not going to mention Evan what Longoria, city they were based he's in. A great yeah, Evan Longoria guy is, is like a guy really likable, a, a star. Kyle I mean, Lewis. not plays like a star. Kyle <laughs> Lewis can be the most slept on pickup yep. of the offseason if he can somehow get that knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it, shoo- he showed he was so much the, potential with the Mariners. He was the rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and this is a team that was desperate for right-handed um, outfield 
help because they had a bunch of lefties. They had a I, plethora was of lefties. I was stoked about the Kyle Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I and it, it just kind of got, up. I feel like it just swept under the rug a little bit because of the big uh, trade with the Blue Jays, but that's a very yeah. big pickup. And up. obviously the injury proneness, but, you know. Yeah, and I mean, Pedro says the Longoria signing is so underappreciated. Even if he's not a contributor, we talk about all these young guys. Having a veteran who is like one at a bunch of different places yep. like him can be invaluable. Yeah, because um, you think about the veterans that you have, like yeah. Mad Bum. What is he doing besides being a rodeo clown on the free time? Like, he's yeah. not providing any value. And like, also, you have a Cy Young candidate in Zach Gallen as yeah. a pitcher. Yes. And, uh, the, like, the, the, team, the team is good, man. They have, they have the pieces. There's just a few holes. The team is good. Watch out. Start posting pictures and D-back stuff now mm -hmm. because no one's going no one to believe that you were a D-back fan. A, you don't want to be called out right? as a bandwagon fan. Because <laughs> as far as the rest of the world's concerned, D-backs fans don't even exist. So True. if you start posting about your D-backs fandom after they are make the playoffs, they're going to call you a bandwagoner. Get True. on or get, get on, run over. Get on, baby. Like Chris says, she lives on the train. She is the D-backs hype train. So, you know, be like Chris. Just get on the D-backs hype train now because it's going to be worth it. I promise Chris you Chris is the, the, the conductor of the D-backs hype train. Also, really, really quickly, um, I just want to give a shout-out to Mike Hazen. Like, he has taken so much unnecessary heat, and I have never, ever once wavered from my belief in Mike Hazen as general manager. And I just hope a lot well i hope for a lot of things but i really want this to work out just so anyone that ever doubted mike hazen can never <laughs> doubt him again because i've said he has been the man to lead this team to success for forever and i'm really excited to see that um Roll coming that. to fruition how many days until pitchers and catchers like two and a half ish weeks so mm. like 15 i want to say something around there i cannot wait man oh me either i also can't wait to take an ogs and get this weekend started oh, yeah. um ogs 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 oh, you guys uh, i love talking about ogs mostly because they make me very happy <laughs> i'm relaxed and honestly i can tell you now that i have tried their strawberries and cream um cba cbd thc balanced gummy it is hitting it is doing everything i needed to do it is mm. so good and if you haven't tried it yet, you have to go try it. It is available now wherever you get your, wherever you go to your dispensary at. It is so good. I think, honestly, strawberries and cream is now my new number one. It Ooh, has dethroned really? orange creamsicle, which is wild because I've been on the orange creamsicle train You have been the, 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 the conductor of the, <laughs> yes. of the orange creamsicle um, train. So go out to your local dispensary. Go find some OGs. I highly recommend the strawberries and cream CBD slash THC one-to-one uh, -one ratio. Uh, they call it the happy balance for a reason, you guys. Yeah. It'll make you happy. But if you are looking for something else, maybe a microdose, they have three milligram options so you can dip your toe in the water. They also have sleep gummies if you are looking for something to help you sleep. There's so many options. There's so many things to choose from when it comes to OGs. So head to your local dispensary and pick some up. As always, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. I don't think any of you... Oh, a bubble chain. I need bubble chain for a second as a uh, beautiful display because we're also going to be talking about some bad birdie. Um, if you're mm. going to hit the golf course this weekend, which is finally warming up, thank God. It's been I, so well, we're freaking planning cold on in hitting Arizona. The golf course, if not this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, it's been freezing in Arizona, but now it's finally warming up. Um, it's also almost Waste Management Phoenix Open time. Oh, and if you right. want to look good out on the course with all the other crazy drunk people at waste management open go get some bad birdie like bad birdie is the best looking golf gear that you could possibly buy and when you use promo code phnx underscore sports 15 you get 15 percent off your entire order and who doesn't love to save money and also right. look good at the same time and also party at the waste management phoenix open and get drunk at 6 a.m yeah i mean there's a you know there's a lot of fits and stuff at the week wow whoa at the <laughs> waste, Man waste management phoenix open if you want to stand out, oh wow! Look, I look not as good as I normally do. You look much better. Um, my hat looks really nice, but uh, everything else. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
But if you want to stand out at the waste management feeding open, you got to get in your bad birdie. And you know, yep. you mentioned it was cold. They got hoodies and quarters they do. too. Yeah, so even keep you warm these, on the course. If you're one of those people that likes to get out there real early, even in the winter, bad birdie's <laughs> got it for you. Check them out. Pedro saying, this is my kind of podcast. Welcome to the madness, Pedro. Um, well, we're here every you. Friday at 1230, sometimes 1245 if your CEO interrupts your workday. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is a great show. It was. I had fun. This is a vibe. Everyone mm-hmm. in the comments, we you're all the baseball. best. baseball. That's what I got really I know, yeah. Or this is the best about. way to start the weekend. If you missed any part of the show, you can use our time stance to go back and rewatch. Um, or you can listen to this audio version wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Android, Google, whatever you want. We got it out there for you. Um, I will play the podcast for you. I will sing it to you. Um, Welcome to the (laughs) Phoenix Sports Podcast, the musical. Yes, the musical. Um, But make sure when you do listen to this on an audio format, you give us a five-star review. It really, really, really helps us out more than you can possibly know. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again so much for watching and commenting. Charles Waddell Pike, Chris, Pedro, Jan, Paul, Edward, Daydios. Thank you. Bear Down Cats. You guys are all the best. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, we'll see you next Friday at 1230 right here. Bye.